Welcome to Out of Home Insider. This episode is sponsored by Boost by Rapify. Rapify took its six years of product development and created a SaaS solution that solves a greater industry problem, measurement for stuff that moves. Boost by Rapify is providing the nation's moving out of home providers with attribution, multi-channel retargeting, and data visualization. To learn more, go to rapify.com forward slash boost, B-O-O-S-T, rapify.com forward slash boost to learn more. Thanks again for making today's show possible. Today, we're going to get to know Street Metrics, a company that not just measures ads that move, but actually attributes real-world results, shows advertisers how out-of-home that moves can actually drive the bottom line. Drew, Michael, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, yeah. So we've obviously gotten some time to get to know each other offline and Drew, we've talked a, a bit more at length, but talk to me about who Street Metrics is and, and, and ultimately how it came to be. Yeah, for sure. So I guess in, the, in short, Street Metrics were a media measurement and attribution software company specifically designed for ads that move. Um, you know, it was five years ago. We were crazy to spend that long, but five years ago, um, my family decided that uh, they wanted to sell ads on the side of their semi-trailer. So my family's in, in the logistics industry and they operate a, a, several uh, several semi-trailers. And so um, we wanted to put ads on them. So they kind of tasked me with, with doing this post-graduation. Uh, that was like my way of getting in the family business. And uh, we jumped in and we had several thousand trailers kind of in our network from the get-go. And we wanted to uh, we wanted to monetize those assets in some form or fashion. And so we uh, effectively, we set out on this journey to to put advertisements on the side of them. It makes sense. Like it still seems like it makes sense because you drive down the road and you just see, you know, a bunch of white empty space. Sure. Uh, and uh, what we found, kind of in that process, was we needed a way to measure the effectiveness of those ads. That was kind of like the consensus that we got. We got rejected, I think, probably like 10 to 15 times in the span of a week. And they all said the same thing. They said, we need to know how well our ads are performing. How is sure. this driving behavior post-exposure, right? And so people would put QR codes or phone numbers on the, on the on, real, sides. Real, of, real quick, shout out to coronavirus. Yeah. Shout out to coronavirus for saving <laughs> the QR code. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, our, our clients were, you know, the handful that we had were trying to be creative and, and give us, you know, have these unique ways to um, kind of attribute um, action post-exposure. You know, did people call in numbers? Did they scan the QR code as you're driving down the road? Whatever whatever they could. I think we even tried beacons at one point in time because we were so, like, keen on, on actually, uh, you know, measuring this. And uh, what we found was it was just really challenging. It really was, you know, from a top of funnel, just measuring exposure. Um, it was really hard to, to, to identify, you know, the eyeballs of the amount of people viewing those ads. And, you know, there were solutions that were coming on the market that were leveraging traffic data as a way to, to measure impressions. Um, you know, we tried working with the trade bodies and we just really where the industry was going. We didn't, there wasn't really a solution that was available that we could leverage um, to measure our clients uh, exposure. And so that kind of set us on the journey to kind of get more involved in the technology side of the business. And we brought on, uh, you know, a couple of development leads and, and started going down this journey and we experimented and we ideated and we, you know, tested Wi-Fi sniffing and 
Bluetooth beacons and location data and traffic data and all these different things. And, and um, we ultimately landed on using location data as the foundation of our analysis where we actually track the path of, a, of our semi-trailers. And then we identify maids or mobile device IDs next to the vehicle. And, you know, started working on a way that we could extrapolate and measure impressions from, you know, the maids that we did identify. Um, and so we, what we realized is this technology that we built and that we were trying to leverage internally as a competitive advantage was amazing. It was fantastic. But we quickly realized that media operators can't measure their own homework. There, there's value in third-party verification. Sure. Um, and so... At the time, we were really it was we were struggling to to find a third party that could audit our, our media. At, at a because it was dynamic and it was always moving and going into different markets, but uh, it was also really expensive. The options that we did find, and so we we actually made the decision um, that we would pivot the business entirely and stop selling ads on semi trailers. Um, and that we would focus exclusively on becoming a, a third-party media measurement company for ads that moved. Um, and we wanted to see, are there other folks like us that are selling ads on vehicles that are having these same sort of problems? And it turns out, yes, there are a lot of people that are struggling with measurement for ads that move. And 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 our original niche was like truckside semi-trailers, but it was outside of that we like the micro mobility space, the scooters, the bikes, the mm. you know the autonomous vehicles that are starting to come out. Right, like eventually there's going to be ads on on all of those, um, and there needs to be a way that they can be measured because if they can't be measured, they can't be sold, uh, and you can't you can't extract all the value from from that media. And so, you know, that's how it, I guess that's how we got started and realized that kind of mobility as a whole was shifting. You know, we're kind of at this inflection point and. You know, you start to see ads on a ride share and it's kind of moved from from vinyl wraps to these digital toppers, kind of what you may see on like taxis and um, and just kind of seeing the evolution of public transit and uh, and all these variety of you know various forms of mobility. Uh, it just really uh, we saw a big opportunity for us to, to provide value to an industry that we believe was was desperately needing something to um, to measure this medium you know, where they could really compete against dollars and uh, not, they're not competing against out of home dollars they're competing against digital dollars. And so uh, when you're trying to build a savvy uh, product, you need, you really need tools that can justify the buy. And uh, at Street Metrics, I guess that's a long wind of way of saying that, that our entire technology, our entire, you know, all of our time and resources are focused on, uh, on building a suite of tools that allow media operators specifically as it move, uh, we want to build a suite of tools that allows them to to really understand the value of their media in a way that has uh, really never been seen before. And and having seen the platform, uh, I can certainly attest to that and that the, the simplicity and the way that you deliver insight into a mobile out-of-home campaign, it's just like uh, a Facebook ads manager. In, in fact, I think it's more uh, user-friendly and, and user experience, <laughs> right? It's visually appealing. Michael, yeah. you're an industry veteran. You've seen, obviously, the industry continue to evolve. What needs to happen, do you think, for measurement to become standardized, adoption? Where do you think we are in seriously having a conversation around all agreeing to, to you know, a, a similar set of standards? Um, you know, it's funny. I come from uh, a world 
when I was uh, running the Times Square division, right, for Spectacolor, later Clear Channel, where we had, we were not measured. Right. It was, we had nothing. Sure. Right? Didn't have to. Uh, and, uh, and it was very tough. I mean, there were certainly, there were certainly uh, marketers that believed in enough and took positions there. But uh, it's infinitely easier when you can establish who's seeing an ad or who's being impressed. And, uh, you know, my belief is that for us as a channel, outdoor channel, to really compete with the other channels, two of which mobile and digital that have grown exponentially, you know, while we've been doing what we've been doing for the past 15, 20 years, for us to catch up, we need to really hold ourselves to the highest standard we can. And if we have an opportunity to be measured, right, we should be measured. You know, I always tell my kids, a low-hanging fruit, if you've got a piece of homework that you can hand in, right, you don't hand it in, what are you doing? That's like, that's the easiest grade. It's the gimme. Yeah, you got to do that one. So I think we want to be in that position, you know, and, and we need to work collectively as an industry to really kind of establish things that work for all of us, uh, establish measurement practices that work. There are different players. That's obviously the case. We know that that's the case. But ultimately, we're all trying to work together to do one thing. And that is to really prove out to the marketers and the agency worlds or agency world out there that we really are a, a visceral and effective medium. And we all know that. It's, it's a question of really getting that out there. And so measurement is certainly one of those components. And results, attribution is another one, you know, one that I really lay a claim to, um, having really worked as hard as I have over the past, let's say, six years um, to establish that outdoor really does allow for significant results. And we have to tell that story as loud as we can. Where do you think that that conversation starts? If it starts anywhere, um, does it start at the national level with big enterprise brands? Does it start at the local level? And the reason that I ask is, in my own experience, I started to see some cool stories in Google Analytics, things that were really tangible and, and could demonstrate the value of out of home to an advertiser. And I was cautioned um, against, I was cautioned against having that conversation with the advertiser and tying too much success to out of home. Is that a thought process? Is, is it a legacy mindset? Where, where does it, where does the change need to start with? I believe that is a legacy mindset. And I'll tell you why. I've had this conversation with people that have worked for me and then people who I sit across the table from. If we can't establish a benchmark, if we can't establish a first step with the brands and agencies that we continue to talk to, whether it's national or local, doesn't matter. We have no place to go from there. We have to establish a benchmark in categories. Um, mm. Maybe it's for um, you know certain types of attribution methods right? Whether it's driving in store or driving online, uh, app download, what have you, in order for us to have a place to start. Because then we got to figure out what's the right mix, what's the right share of voice, what's the right product to show how we can increase the effectiveness of results. I do believe that results ultimately, attribution ultimately, is what's going to help our channel, the outdoor channel, raise past the 4%. Yeah, absolutely. Drew, talk to me. Uh, talk to me about the 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 back end, the platform itself. You could have measured it any number of different ways, right? But you've chosen something that's got a really modern feel. What what's the thought process there? Are you trying to appeal to a certain type of end user? Uh, is it is it just the 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 platform continuing to evolve? 
Yeah, I think there's two kind of nuggets in there, right? So I think that we wanted the platform to be really simple to use, but we also believe that the cadence of reporting was extremely important, you know? Um, and that's why all of our insights are updated effectively every 24 hours for every attribution study, every measurement study, everything is done right now, 24 hours. And we'll, uh, and we did that strategically because we, we felt like it helps with pacing. It helps with understanding how well you can have basically have your thumb on the pulse of the campaign constantly. Um, but to your previous point, the, we kind of, we chose location data as the foundation of our analysis, particularly because it was dynamic. It was easily scalable. Um, you know, Grant, we're not going to have access to every single person. You know, check check all of those. There's too many privacy and security issues there. But and that would be can't. Yeah, you know, we can't. We can't get a really good sample, right, of of people that are seeing the ads. And so, um, you know, some of the ancillary benefits that we're afforded is that uh, we can see the dynamic changes in mm. in movement, right? So when COVID hit and the lockdowns took took effect and you know, we've got our clients have ads that are operating in big cities. Well, we basically saw a cliff where we're like, we're not reporting any exposure. Wow. And, um, you know, now that traffic is starting to ramp back up, you know, we can start to see the ebb and flow of, of, uh, of people moving around. Right. And COVID was kind of, it, it definitely highlighted it more so than others. But whenever your client's driving around MSG or Yankee Stadium in New York, how do you attribute that additional exposure to your media, right? You want to take it into consideration. If you've got an ad at Coachella, right, we, we want to use the most up-to-date data that we have available. And the only data set that we really have available is either local sensors, which is really expensive to deploy and the accuracy is questionable, and second is location data, right? Location data is, you know, majority of it, right, is 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 sent either from the uh, is going to be sent from the SDK or the R, you know, or we're going to pull RTB data, and it's going to happen either in real time or some of that data is going to be prolonged and sent over, you know, some peer, some time window after sure. it was actually reporting, and and that gave us the ability to uh, to harness it in a really powerful way that really, you know, allowed the, the clients, the advertisers to understand how well their campaigns are doing, uh, just in a cadence that they've never had access to before. It's not based on historical traffic data as great as, as great as that data has been, you know, it's not updated frequently, you know, and the data that is updated frequently is a model. It's a, it's a guess. And so, we're, location data is a known verifiable device that we've identified within the viewership, the visibility cone of our clients' media. And we believe that that really is important and foundation. And um, by doing that, that is kind of what, that is the gateway to understanding uh, what a consumer did online. It is effectively the bridge between the physical and the digital world. And so at that junction, we can then start to help our clients understand more down the final metrics that they're, you know, used to receiving in other forms of media. And what is that? What's the feedback that you're getting from the client side? What What is the demand for in terms of reporting? Yeah, well, I think we, we've been a little uh, astonished at how many people are interested in, uh, in a product like this. Um, you know, we thought it was fairly limited in the u.s uh we thought we thought the scope of would just be like you know we, we would work with you know there's obviously your big four right you're in your moving sure. media space and then you've got you know a variety of other startups that are um kind of coming into the space leveraging ride share and other forms of mobility um and, and it's, it's all powerful we just 
we were just betting on the future of mobility. It's just, that's really our big bet. And uh, we've been surprised to see the amount of people that have reached out um, from Australia, from Dubai, UAE, uh, Europe. Oh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's honestly a little astonishing at, at how many people have shown interest in this product um, because there really aren't, there isn't a tool that is designed to solve their problems. And so when you build a good product, which is like the core focus of us, like we, we, I'll tell you like all day long, like I don't care if we have 10 customers, if those 10 customers are happy and we can deliver excellence for those 10 guys, we're happy, right? Like obviously when we want to grow, we want to scale, but we have to deliver and we have to deliver at a high level continually um, for it to be worthwhile for us to kind of keep pushing forward in this journey. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been awesome uh, just to see the amount of interest in folks that are um, all over the world you know, that we can hopefully serve one day. Yeah, it is cool to see the the global out of home community and how these things cross pollinate. Uh, so, so obviously you're not responsible for the campaign, right? You're not you're not doing the creative. You're not picking where the ads go. You're measuring. How do you define excellence in what you deliver in terms of results? Yeah, I mean that goes all the way through the supply chain, right? So in terms of um, the research that we've put in for the last four or five years, right, into just understanding, you know, uh, distance and, and dwell time and how far are people from the ad, it goes down to, you know, where do you get your data from? You know, uh, hmm. transparency is also another core conviction. Why, why, so, why is that so important? The source of the data. Well. Location data is a misnomer. There's a lot of folks that throw big numbers out um, and, and say they have the largest data set. And a lot of folks do. Like a lot of folks do have really quality data. There's no question of that. Um, but, this, but the difference between leveraging SDK data versus RTB data, so SDK, app data, RTB from the bidding systems, um, the granularity is, is uh, very different, right? And so the insights that you can, the accuracy rather, from those different data sets um, is is very uh, is they're, they're like in totally separate. They're playing in two different parks, um, and so you know it starts there, right? And then it goes into making sure we have we don't look at just waypoints. You know, we do a, we we go down to the path level and try to analyze. You know, where was the vehicle on the path? Uh, you know, there's just a lot of 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 small, seemingly like unimportant things that we done from we did for building the technology um, that took us a lot longer to get to market that we felt like we needed to master and we needed to deliver at a high level before we can scale it. You know, I was having I was having this conversation with several folks at uh, at Vector at Intersection and you know they were like you've been around for four years and we're just now hearing of you. And I just looked at him and I said, guys, I'm not comfortable bringing a product to you that I can't stand behind 100%. And so if it took waiting four years to build a product that, that could deliver you know, at a high level for you, then that's, that's what it takes. But when you get your opportunity, when you get your at bat, you need to be able to hit a home run. You don't need to be able to hit a single. So we wanted to make sure that whenever we could engage, that we could actually deliver. I think that that's a, it's a great mindset, right? It's the old adage of we only get one chance to make a first impression. So uh, I think that you're, you, you made the right decisions for the right reasons. 
Michael, what do you think is the number one thing media owners are missing or miscalculating in terms of measurement and the importance of it? You know, I think there's always a concern on the media owner operator side that the numbers aren't what they want them to be, right? That they're gauging uh, numbers or impressions against their potential revenue that they can, they can derive. Um, and, you know, in my head, I understand where they're coming from, right? But at the end of the day, there's a whole nother way to look at that. And that if I can prove to you or at least validate that I've impressed upon an actual individual, right? There's a power in that. And that's where we need to kind of start to think. Um, it's kind of like the classic uh, CNBC or any, or any business network channel, right? Fewer viewers, but we know that there's a real good core group that you're reaching. Right. So you're going to pay more per CPM. Absolutely. Sure. Because I'm a, a, a Xerox, right? I want to reach guys that are thinking about business all day long. For me, a network television spot may serve for a branding at some point, but it's really not, not going to help me all that much, right? I think within our world, there, there's always that potential when you start to look at different measurement platforms and processes that impressions go down. The, op- the real opportunity of who we reach go down. But we're, we're such a bigger world than that in terms of how we reach, who we reach, the context within we reach, the creative that we can play with on the street. If we were, if impressions, yeah. you know, are dwindled because of whatever process that exists, I can understand a, a media owner being, you know, scared, frightened of that, fearful of that. But at the end of the day, we're such a powerful medium that I'd rather know that a contextual message that's really great is in fact reaching a group that's validated and that we can then take those devices that we see and do any number of things with them. Retarget, which, you know, of course, huge in the digital world or brand, serve a brand awareness study. See if we actually affected um, favorability or receptivity or anything along those lines. And I don't need an extra 50,000 folks for that. I need a really good group that was impressed and that can take action and say, yes, this, this ad that was uh, positioned or that I was exposed to really made a difference. And so I think we have to kind of gauge, you know, the sheer number versus the quality of what we do. And there's a lot of opportunities within our industry where the impressions are certainly something, the measurement is certainly something, but we're, we are bigger than that. We have an entirely different value proposition. Because we really, we're really in the fabric of where people are all day. People are out of their homes. Okay, pre-COVID, people are out of their homes 70%, <laughs> right? COVID, yeah, maybe that's not exactly the case. But we're a very strong medium, right? Creativity and technology are our friends. And they really do help our industry, maybe in, in some cases more than other industries, right? Technology has taken us as an industry into places that I don't think we even knew we could go to. And so use those, right? And um, measurement's important. There's no doubt. Um, And measurement, but true measurement, like a a valid measurement, right? And I also think on the agency side, um, even client side, you know, something that's totally over the top and maybe really unfathomable is not doing anybody good. Sure. Let's level set and agree that by being level set, we become a stronger medium um, because there's other value that we bring to the table. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and especially for at the local level to, to understand truly how to price the media. There's oftentimes no, no rhyme or reason and, and no sound basis for it. We're basing it off of, hey, we sold that panel for $2,000 to cycle last year. So it's going to be 2,500 this year. It's not, it's not based on anything. And, 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 you know, maybe that's just a, an anecdotal uh, observation, but I think there's a great opportunity to price our inventory appropriate to the audience, create market efficiency. And with that, everybody wins. Yeah. Michael, what are you most excited about? Whether it's street metrics or, or otherwise, what are you most excited about right now? I think as an industry, I love that the, acceptance of results is becoming more more consistent right and street metrics is certainly pushing that you know i think what you want to do especially with street metrics where they're coming in is you want to use the devices that you're using to measure your impressions as the devices that you can then use to see whether results took place i mean that that for me is a total win across the board but ultimately i think that's where we need to go and what i'm excited about is that the industry is becoming more receptive to results to attribution to really trying to push the limits what i'd like to see is pushing the limits more right it's been standard fare to do brand awareness um, and in foot traffic or in location you know studies for a while um, web conversion app download some companies are successfully really doing those types of attribution studies, and it's become more of a standard offering. I'd like to see us explore some other options. I'd like to see us get to more to uh, pharma conversion and movie ticket conversion and get to some places where we can open up these categories by showing results. And yes, is it possible the results are going to be scary at first? I'm pretty sure they're going to be. I, I don't, I don't, I don't um, pretend that that's not the case. But the idea that we could really show how well our channel can create these attributable results is a place that we really, I think, need to go. And, um, and as we get there, and as we learn to adopt and um, frame that information the right way, I think it's going to open up our channel to a lot more revenue. Absolutely agree. Drew, where can folks go to learn more about Street Metrics? Yeah. Check out our website. It's uh, www.streetmetricscs, not with an X, dot I-O. That's right. Not with an X, because anyone that spells street metrics that way is just wrong. Trust me, they exist. exist. (laughs) Well, gentlemen, it's been a lot of fun. I hope that you both enjoyed the time here. We certainly did. And uh, if you found this to be helpful, please share it with somebody that could benefit. As always, don't forget to smash the subscribe button down below. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.